podcast sorry about that i had to plug in my phone uh nothing else is happening in the background here with us today we got all the boys we have all four of us back in the studio that's you know just our own bedrooms the studio's the name of our discord channel um yes. we got we got a football episode today we are got a new uh, feature segment uh we got some we, i think we we got a good episode coming up and i think the last episode we put out the uh the other football one one of my favorite episodes yeah uh, to be released soon but uh like at the time of recording but you'll be hearing that before this uh, so I think we're going to start off with some takeaways from the first two weeks of football. Um, Aiden, let's throw it over to you. How have, uh, how have the first two weeks been for you? What are you, what are you taking home from, uh, from that? Well, so the big thing that I really want to highlight and for me as a bears fan, like this is just huge. Like recent, I've been talking about the bears a lot lately, so I apologize for that. But when Mitch Trubisky is finally doing well, when he's finally pulled up his socks and started acting like he's supposed to, I have to like celebrate him for that because like I've said numerous times, I freaking like I hated him for the longest time. Could not stand the guy. thought the bear should get rid of him. But when they find like when now that he's finally playing well and given K, okay, so the teams that they've been playing aren't fantastic, but I think it's important for him to play these games and get his confidence. So when, cause like the throws he's been making are actually good throws. He's made some mistakes in between, but he's not the worst quarterback in the NFL right now. He's not number 32 out of 32 starting quarterbacks. So I'm happy. It's an improvement from last year. So it's something that I can be pretty happy about with the bears right now. What do you think is like the biggest step that he's taken from, you know, his shitty last season to this season? It's honestly, if you watch him, it is just so much more patience in the pocket. Like, um, he used to try to get the ball out as quickly as possible. And there was a crazy, I can't remember what the statistic was, but it was, um, his completion percentage on throws before two seconds and after two seconds in the pocket. And the numbers were just so unbelievably different because when he gets the ball, like last season, whenever he got the ball for some reason, he just went mental and threw the ball. Like, didn't didn't wait for any receivers to get open. He would just whip it. First receiver he saw, ball was out. So the fact that, and you see it this year with like his uh, touchdown throw to David Montgomery, given Montgomery did all the work. But the fact that like Trubisky waited and... Um, like made sure that he had that read open before he threw it. Like I think that was huge for him. Fair enough. Some good analysis. I tried to put you on the spot with that question, but you handled that pretty well. Media day training is just paying off and dividends. <laughs> Brady, how about yourself? What do you got for uh, takeaways from week one and two or two? Uh, I'm gonna go with uh, week two. Uh, with the San Diego, my bad, sorry, uh, Los Angeles Chargers. Uh, nice. The one week Ooh, one with Tyrod. Big, big and, slip up. Um, well, you know, they'll always be San Definitely Diego not on, to me. Definitely not on purpose. Stay classy, San Diego. Um, <laughs> the, the um, So we all know they took Herbert, Justin Herbert, from Oregon. Nice. In the sixth pick. Yes. Brady's uh, um, <laughs> struggling with the cities today. Yo, I am hammered right now. Well, that's a state. But, uh, 
<laughs> the um, but yeah, he's been backing up. They decided to start Tyrod Taylor, and you know we all know he's a great franchise quarterback. But they felt that Herbert wasn't ready to start. But prior to the warmups, or prior to the game during warmups in Week Two versus the Kansas City defending Super Bowl champion Chiefs, um, Tyrod actually hurts his was it shoulder or chest or something like that during warmups. It, it was then, it was like um, a weird breathing injury. Oh, it was okay. something. It was actually something really strange. Like he he was having trouble breathing. They had to take him to the hospital. Yeah. So that all happened, and all of a sudden, Bob's your uncle, and Herbert is starting the game. And um, I remember Tony Romo. They had the game uh, that day, and he was saying how um, it was very likely that Herbert got very very minimal first team snaps that week in practice because uh, when you're facing such a good team like the Chiefs. You want your first team practicing together as much as possible, and then the backups get. You know, Herbert might have come in for a couple snaps at the with the first team per day. So not much at all. So he had very little preparation. He got shoved in, and he took it all the way to overtime versus the Chiefs, and had a lot of chances to win. Um, he looked great. I have his stats here. He was uh, he had 311 passing yards, one passing touchdown. Um, and then one interception, which ended up being very costly, um, because, uh, I think that was just a huge rookie mistake of, it was, he, he was scrambling. He had like 10, 15 yards of clear field ahead of him on, on his, um, <clears throat> on his scramble, but then he elected to just chuck it into quadruple coverage, big old pop fly a Vlad Guerrero pop fly. And uh, it was easily intercepted. Chiefs go down, score a touchdown, force overtime. They win in overtime. But so but I think the Chargers have to be really happy with that game because they competed really well. Herbert's a stud. Uh, his hair looked great. And um, oh, so good. Looks so good. Decision making like that, that, you know, that's it's his first NFL start ever. It was a surprise too. he dominated. So um, but then the coach comes out and says uh, Tyrod will remain the starter and Herbert is going to continue riding the bench and learning the playbook. And that's all fair and all. But man. Like he's probably feeling himself right now um, after that great game and um, give him another week full of uh, first team reps. I say start, start Herbert and get your rookie right in there. What, what do, you, do you guys agree or? Absolutely. Um, I think I like, I'm a massive fan of Tyrod Taylor, but he has just consistently been that guy where he's brought in just to be a bridge quarterback till your rookie's ready. They did that last season with Baker Mayfield and uh, they did it before with EJ Manuel, if I'm not mistaken, when he was in Buffalo. Yep. Um, and now they're doing it again with uh, uh, with Justin Herbert. He's a bridge quarterback. He's not the franchise quarterback. They drafted the franchise quarterback. Yeah. And you know the 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 knock on him was Joe Burrow was the guy that was pro ready. Justin Herbert wasn't pro ready yet. Considering Brady, what was the number two thousand snaps at Oregon? Not was, one of them was from the was, shotgun, or not was, one of them was from under center. Yeah, it was like fifteen or two. Like every well, every single snap at Oregon he took in shotgun. Yeah, and he he was a four year starter. So yeah, let's uh, let's take that into consideration. You know, you throw him in week one against a good defense, against you know the the like the best coach team in football at this point outside of Bill Belichick's Patriots. Yeah. Um, and you throw him into the wildfire, and he throws three hundred yards, one dumb interception, but a lot of good plays, showed a lot of poise, and you're gonna come out and not back the rookie and say like you know we're gonna throw in Tyrod, who's just been a career backup for his entire career. Yeah. I I just think that's dumb. I, I, I like Tyrod, but I think Herbert's infinitely more talented and has a massive ceiling. Especially with, I mean, no offense at all, Keish, but they're facing the Panthers next week. So I think that's another 
it's an easier team and defense to kind of go against and maybe win that game, get some momentum, try some stuff out with Herbert. I guess not a huge risk. Um, you know, you're not. I think they have a Tampa Bay after that, so that'd be a bit different. Um, Tyrod is week to week currently still. He's okay. not. There, he's not a hundred percent starting next week. It's up in the air. So there's a good chance we do end up seeing. So it was a chest. It was a something that's stemming, like a chest issue that stemmed from an infection. Uh, was the um, official report for Tyrod. So if that doesn't get cleared up by the time, I could see him coming into Carolina and throwing for 900 yards because if Dante Jackson is still playing hurt, um, yeah. you know, they still have – they have a lot of weapons. He was utilizing Hunter Henry quite a bit. Keenan, um, even Keenan looked great. Yeah, Keenan Allen looked great. And, like, let's say game. Dante Jackson somehow comes back fully healthy and, you know, negates Keenan Allen, which are two things that probably won't happen – so Mike Williams, you still have Hunter yeah. Henry, you still have Austin Eckler out of the backfield, you have Josh Kelly, and there's a lot going yeah. on for San Diego, so or Los Angeles. So that was an actual slip up. Oh, um, and don't forget Herbert can do also do it with his legs. Like he showed that he has some mobility as well. Um, I just I just don't see how you can go with Tyrod here, but you know uh, that's why I'm not an NFL coach, I guess. Yeah. So and uh, Keith. Oh, okay. Aiden wants to add on. Oh, yeah, no. So it, just as an opposing view, like for the record, I don't think you guys are wrong because I'm a massive Herbert fan um, like Keish. Like, yeah, we both love the guy coming out of the draft. And I think there's really not too much to hate about the guy. Like um, and especially like seeing last game, he played really well for a rookie that found out he was going to play like what, two minutes before kickoff or whatever. Like, yep, he literally had no time to prepare and he played not even just well like well is an understatement to how great he played under the circumstances um but to give credit to the la chargers i'm sure they have an onboarding plan for him like i'm sure there's not they don't just plan to have him as a backup for three years or whatever um so i'm sure in their mind it's one of those things like they want to stick to that process and I think, yeah, like, so last week might have been a good tell as to, okay, maybe we need to speed this up a little bit because he's looking more ready than we thought. But it could be a similar thing to, like, Daniel Jones that we saw last year. Like, Daniel Jones, like, he didn't start at the beginning of the season, but he slowly progressed into a starter, um, which I think could be something very well that we see with Herbert. Um, You know what? Like, I... Aiden, that's a really good point. Just because, like, if you think about the last two quarterbacks that um, like sat hard like that, it was Daniel Jones, and look how he's doing in his second year. Still not great. Obviously, he doesn't have as many weapons as the next guy I'm going to mention. But Patrick Mahomes had a redshirt junior season, and then played Week 17, played a couple snaps here and there. You know, threw a couple deep balls, but comes in as first year starter, wins MVP, throws 50 touchdowns. Right, so. You know, like uh, you got to wonder if the Chief or if the Chargers are following that kind of model, especially being in that division. Um, you know, they want to develop a quarterback, but they realize, like, you know, we have to compete with Patrick Mahomes. Let's follow that Chiefs model. Like, you got to wonder if that's playing a part in that. Oh yeah, I think. Well, and that's the other. Like, if you look at like what happened to RG three, like, yeah, RG three was certainly pro ready, but it kind of screwed him for the rest of his career. And so, sorry, was his injury in his second season or was that his rookie no, season? Our, our, RG, RG3 is kind of different, though, because RG3 came in week one and was electric. He was rookie of the year. Did he win rookie of the year with Andrew Luck? Yeah. Um, yeah, he did. I'm, I'm pretty, pretty sure. sure he did. So he was he was fantastic. He was going to be the next big thing mm-hmm. yep. until Shanahan left him in 
and against the Seattle defense that was Legion of Boom, Bobby Wagner, Cole Misi, KJ Wright, like nasty, Brandon Meebane, yeah, uh, Red Bryant. I keep going. Um, and uh, left him in against them, and you know they snapped his leg in half. No, and so and essentially yeah, ruined his career. And so yeah, I mean you're completely right, and that was like poor judgment on the coaching staff, obviously. But yeah. uh, I just mean like in a similar situation, you never want to put your rookie or your young quarterbacks in the way of harm when you don't need to. You might as well have Tyrod play that first season uh, or first half season, whatever it might be, just to give like Herbert some time to get used to the NFL. And that's the thing. He got a really good first taste of it. He played against the Chiefs who have like a surprisingly good defense for who they have on that defense because they don't have anyone spectacular. Man, but, they're ballers. Like you look at you look at their you look at their oh, wait, defense what am I saying? actually. Have, yeah, I am an idiot Tyron for saying Matthew, that, but Chris Jones, they have Frank Clark, Tana Passignon, who's actually pretty decent, mm-hmm. and then Legarius Sneed's the rookie who's playing like one of the best cornerbacks in the NFL right now. No CJ Henderson, but like he's playing really good. That's two picks in two weeks. Obviously the one was just an absolute duck that Herbert threw up, but like, you know, a big pun right there. Shout out Oregon Ducks. How are you? But like, you know, Legarius Sneed's been playing great. So it's a great Kansas City defense that he went out and shredded for 312 yards. Yeah, and that's and again, like that's a really good point. That's definitely something that I'm sure because these are smart guys. Like regardless of where you're coaching, if you're coaching in the NFL, you're a smart guy. Like, and I'm sure all the like these coaches that saw Herbert play are kind of saying to themselves, like, yeah, he he played well. I think we gotta kind of speed this up, and maybe we can see him as a starter in four or five weeks. Or, yeah, or no, next I game. I or next game. What I will say, yep. what I will say is that while well, Keish made the comparison to Burrow for being like ready made for the NFL, and I don't know, like what I will say is that like Herbert was put into a much better situation. Like Burrow has looked great, and I'll talk about that in a sec. But um, he has a better offensive line than Burrow. He has better uh, running back, better receiving core. I mean. Like, he was put into a situation where he could succeed. Also, not that being said, I'm sure that the, that, um, sorry, LA would was running on a closed playbook or a, a very shortened playbook. So just what Herbert could run. Like, Joe's probably running a full playbook right now. Herbert probably ran half a playbook. And on top of that, the Casey had already schemed for a quarterback with not as great of an arm as Herbert and one that would probably run more because that's what, that's what uh, their other quarterback Tyrod plays. So like they were totally schemed up for Tyrod and they were thrown at Herbert, who is a, is more of a thrower than a runner. He does run, but he's, he, he has a great arm. So I don't know. I don't know. I should, I think we should just pump the brakes a little bit. Like, I think a lot of like things went his way. Like, I know you're a massive LSU guy and obviously you're going to stand by your guy, Joe Burrow and got to respect it. But like in terms of game by game, I don't think there's a game. Joe Burrow's looked better than, than Justin Herbert did. Uh, and also yeah, taking the fact that the, the, the Chargers offensive line is not good either. The Bengals is not better, but it's not worse. Uh, in terms of receivers, obviously, you know, Keenan Allen, it's not by much, man. The San Diego offensive line is bad. They are very, very bad. Uh, in terms of running backs, I'm taking Joe Mixon over Austin Eckler every single day of the week. You can come oh, at yeah. me. Every, you can come at me for that one, but I think Joe Mixon is more of a complete running back than Austin Eckler is. And in terms of receivers, there's no question 
uh, the Los Angeles Chargers have a great receiving core. There's not that's not a comparison there. Uh, the playbook comment. Um, Herbert was throwing the ball deep. They they were they were letting that's him fly that's with what it. Herbert does. Yeah, but he, like so, if you watch the game, the playbook was open. There was passes all down the field, deep, medium, and short. They were running the ball. They gave him everything. Like I mean, I, you know, they didn't I, call I him hundred plays. He was running on a shortened playbook. Not a not a chance. Not a not even the slightest bit makes me think he had. A you think playbook. you think Burrow's on a full playbook as a rookie? No, yeah, no rookies on a full playbook. No, not a chance. He came, in, he came into the season as the starter. That's why he's running a full playbook. Uh, he's still do. not running. A, he's still not running a full playbook. No rookies run full playbooks. There's not a rookie in the NFL that has come in week one and and ran a full playbook. I'll tell you that for free. I don't even think the Bengals have a full playbook. That's also true. The Bengals do not have a <laughs> do not have a full playbook. Um, and like I get it. I you know I I think Joe Burrow is a great quarterback as well. He's done he's done very well, better than uh, actually no because two hasn't even played. Um, I guess secondly, he has done better than two of them. But I think Justin Herbert looked very impressive. I've said from day one he was my favorite quarterback in the draft class, and uh, we'll see how that goes. Can't wait, Ryan. What about you? What was your takeaway from week one? And two, oh, I was just gonna two. say that I think well for both of them actually it's kind of like an overarching theme. I was just saying like the parity in the league looks uh, bigger than ever. Honestly, like uh, for the people that like uh, any- uh, for the people you know, not me of course, but just like the people that don't understand what parity is. Do you want to go over what that means? Yeah, it means that like more of an even playing field. Like it seems like any team in the league can beat any team right now. Like like New Orleans just got slapped up by Las Vegas. Like last night right and even before that like you said herbert almost beat the defending champions um so i don't know i think any i mean the fucking bears are 2-0 and that's crazy so i think yeah. anybody can beat anybody this year it, it seems like it's like the like it just weighs more like week to week this year than it did because last year you know who's gonna win every week it seemed well, you know what? Yeah. I think crazy is an over exaggeration here. I don't think it's crazy that they're two and zero. No, I, I, you know what, I, I, Ryan? I think Aiden has a point. It's batshit insane that the Bears are two and zero and have a chance to go three and zero. Like there's, yeah, like that's just, <laughs> yeah, crazy. I, I will go. I you can't will tell be... me you look at the fucking Bears roster and you look at the Detroit roster and you think that the Bears should be the Detroit like no, it's, uh, Lions. It's not about roster has nothing to do with the roster we we see that every year with the browns those those are who that's who plays though yeah but the detroit was beating uh the bears last year they almost beat the packers two times last year and the packers won on game winning field goals and they went to the nfc championship i know yeah i know detroit detroit's one of those teams that they are literally like i i don't even know how to explain it necessarily but they are almost always one drive away from having a pot or like in however many games, like four games per year, they're one drive away from making playoffs. Do you like, know, there was a stat, I think it was, I think it was from last year where the bears, um, if they won every game, they were leading in the last two minutes of the game. They would have been 10 and six. Yeah. Oh, sorry. The lions, the lions, the lions, not the bears. Yeah. Excuse yeah. Me. Yeah. Um, um, that's 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 about I'm, all i'm saying is that i think anybody could beat anybody this year like the the chiefs got a nice reality check they're lucky they still won that game but new orleans is definitely looking in the mirror they got they got clapped up by uh the raiders 
Yep. Yeah. And um, those were front runners. Those were front runners. And they just beat Tampa Bay too in week one. So it wasn't like it was a wake up call. Well, I meant I meant it's a wake up call for New Orleans. No, that's what I'm saying. Like, oh, sorry, not a wake up call. Um, it's so they got they beat Tampa Bay. They beat a good Tampa Bay team in week one. Uh, so it's not like they were coming in, you know, with no experience, like week one, get caught off guard by the Raiders. Not saying that's what happened to the Panthers. Panthers got slapped up by the Raiders, but like they had time. They're they're warmed up. Like there is no excuse for them to lose to a team that's worse than them. So I don't know. We're fully healthy. T- well, not fully healthy. I guess no Mike Thomas, but I guess uh, Breeze missed Mike Thomas more than we thought he would. Yeah, Breeze hasn't looked great, man. But he sucks. We'll see. They could end up clapping the Packers next week. Who knows? I come say like the parity is higher than ever before. Like you know what? you could kind of tell. Like they were the front runners. They they went to the Super Bowl. Yeah. Yeah, you know what? That's that's a really good point. And I obviously I think we can all appreciate that you brought that up because like it is true. Like it seems like it's almost anyone's game at this point. Anyone can get it, as it's they would good. say. Except for theory. the <laughs> well, <Hold on. laughs> except for a couple of teams, but Yeah, we'll get there. We'll get there. All right. I my takeaway from week one. Um uh, this is actually going to be a half decent segue, which is I'm I'm, I'm very happy about this. I'm going to talk about nice. Josh Allen. Going to talk about Josh Allen, Buffalo Bills quarterback. Um, through to through t- uh, two weeks, there is what maybe one quarterback, two quarterbacks that you can say are better than Josh Allen right now in terms of like if you want to go just based purely based off fantasy, he's the number two quarterback only behind my MVP choice, Russell Wilson. Um. Right now, he's looking at, you know, an average of like 365 passing yards per game, three touchdowns, and, uh, and you know, running the ball as well. Like, uh, he, he's played the Jets and the Dolphins, so, like, let's be real, two not great teams. But he is shredding right now, and that's I think that's my takeaway. Josh Allen could have taken that jump, and that could, uh, with a weakened Patriots team without, without Tom Brady, even though they don't look that weak with uh, Cam at the helm. Uh, Josh Allen could be the guy that puts the Bills back on top and he can lose them four straight Super Bowls. Cool. And lose them all. That's that's what I just said. Oh, they said take them to four straight Super, Super Bowls. I said they can, he can lose them four straight Super Bowls just like Jim Kelly did. Well, then I, I, think, uh, uh, I, am, I emphasized it then. I think, Perfect. Thanks, Brady. And I'm glad you brought up Josh Allen because I think a big thing last year, especially in the playoffs – like his immaturity really showed last year in the playoffs. Like he was just making stupid plays and stupid decisions that were essentially digging the bills into this massive hole that nobody could dig them out of. So I Remember think that lateral play. Yeah, exactly. And that's like a prime example of what happened last season that really outlined his immaturity in the playoffs. And you could tell that he was a young guy playing in the playoffs because he didn't have the knowledge to make the smart play when it mattered so I think the biggest thing is if he can keep doing what he's doing and carry that into the playoffs if the Bills are lucky enough to get there um, then I think like you're completely right like he's he's already playing like a stud he just needs to cap it off in the playoffs well the thing about Josh Allen for me is that like say say you took Josh Allen you put him 40 yards away are you confident he hits the broadside of a barn? Yes. Now, yes. No, man. I watched some of it. He still has accuracy problems. He's. I mean, he's not going to hit every deep ball. No quarterback's going to hit every deep ball. You can put the best I, deep ball quarterback out there. 
I Josh Allen talking to Brady about it because he literally threw at least four bombs and hit one, and then everybody freaked out. I was like, yeah, yeah he's gonna hit one every once in a while. Like that's how. Hey, it works. not not a single one was an interception, and you know if you're hitting twenty five percent on deep balls, I'm okay with that. If you take four shots, four shots, no interceptions, and one touchdown, I'm okay with that. Well, but it's lucky. also he didn't get intercepted. But he is candidate for getting a ton of interceptions. Like if he he is, sure. but through two through two weeks, he's thrown a ton of deep balls and he still hasn't got picked off once. He's fumbled once though, twice, twice I think. But like also something to look at, like a massive part of that is like yes, he can throw twice. the deep ball, but like his legs are also such a threat. Like he's yeah. not he's not a single game quarter. Like he's not sorry a one dimensional quarterback. Like he's not just going to beat you deep or be able to throw the ball. Like he's going to, he's going to run into you. And not only is he going to run into you, he's going to run you the F over. Unless he figures out the accuracy, he will never be Russell Wilson because Russell Wilson is just like, he is the Lamborghini of running and throwing quarterbacks. Russell, you mean Russell Wilson, the guy that's never gotten one single MVP vote in his entire career. Do you know how yeah. fuck, you know how, like messed up that is? Yeah, that is crazy. That's yeah. that's crazy to me. That's absurd. Um, uh, I was, but I was talking to oh, yeah, oh. yeah, just go. No, 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 no. <laughs> go ahead, Brady. Go ahead. I was gonna say it's kind of like the LeBron James uh, MVP stuff. It's like if you look at it, like LeBron could win MVP every single year, but since he's like so good and um, like the best of our of our generation, at least, um, it's kind of expected of him to to be that good so then he doesn't get any he doesn't like win many mvps these days like Giannis just went back to back but um i'm not saying Giannis it's not bad. impressive to put up for lebron to put up 28 10 and 7 but it's, it's impressive not, for yeah. Giannis to do that exact same style yeah, i'm not saying Giannis is bad so it's kind of like with russ like That's he'll cool. put up 40 touchdowns and do the craziest stuff Yo, real quick, all the rushing yards do but you he won't think Giannis deserved to win this year okay the mvp uh, brady wasn't in the middle just of talking quick, or anything like that quick, real quick real quick well, yeah, I don't. I don't care. You, no, it's fine. Oh uh, yes, absolutely, honest. absolutely did. I like him a lot. So, who Giannis? Well, like Bucks without Giannis versus Lakers without LeBron. Like that's what it comes down to, really. Bucks without Giannis go. Bucks without Giannis <laughs> go ten and seventy-two. <laughs> yeah, they yeah, are. It, it's yeah. fact. What? What? Who are you going to rely on? Eric Bledsoe, Chris Middleton. Middleton? Devon, Dante DiVincenzo? No, D- Middleton's trash. He had a couple good seasons. He's a defensive monster, but outside of that, he can't score the ball. Like, he's a terrible... He's, he's terrible. But you said quick, so I won't go into the box talk. We'll, 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 just, we can talk just, about that yeah. when Andrew Bailey comes back on or something like that. Uh, he's lucky they don't include the playoffs. Well, yeah, no. but that's... Just, well, like, he's like not lucky. Like that's just the way the like award any, is. Like any sport, yeah. It's just every single sport. You don't include the playoffs. Do you think Leon Dreisaitl should have beaten Nathan McKinnon for heart? No, go? I don't. Yeah. And I'll fucking tell you why. It's because he's not even the best player on his team. He's not the most valuable <laughs> yeah, yeah. player on his team. And, and I'll do it again. <laughs> and I don't fucking go further. Nathan McKinnon fucking... had 50 more points than the next best player on his team. Okay, Ryan, I appreciate your enthusiasm, but I am going to need you to take the microphone out of your esophagus for this. Just saying, just saying though, oh, there was funny. one singular. Go ahead. No, 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 no. I know, there was I know one singular player that had over a hundred points this year. Oh, and it was Leon Drysdale, and he had one hundred and ten. Connor McDavid had ninety-seven. Nathan McKinnon right. ninety-three. One he had seventeen more points than Nathan one McKinnon. Simple question for you. 
Yeah. You're drafting. You could either take Drysaddle or McDavid. Who are you taking? Am I? Is this a like my fantasy team draft, or is this a? No, no. Uh, I, I'm telling you, you have Drysaddle and you have McDavid. Which one are you take? Yeah. No. Hold on. Hold on. Hold on. Am I no, drafting as? as no. 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 Because there is a clarification that needs to be made here. Am I drafting for a fantasy team? Like like no, a, you're drafting Keyshawn for Patel? team. You're drafting a team. Like, fantasy like I'm an N- do with MVP. I'm an NHL. I'm an NHL general manager. Yes. I'm taking Nathan McKinnon. But I would also take Sidney Crosby over Leon Dreisaitl for one season. There's I so many variables. Dreisaitl or McDavid? I would, I would, I would, uh, oh, Dreisaitl or McDavid? I'm taking McDavid. Yeah, no. Yeah, no question. So he's the, yeah, that's what I'm trying to say. He's not, Dreisaitl isn't even the most valuable player on his yeah, team. Yeah, but last year, last year, Pasternak wasn't the, like, like, Pasternak's not better than Nathan McKinnon, but last year he was. This year, Dreisaitl put in the most points. That is typically how they judge the Hart Trophy, so he gets it. That's just that. Dreisaitl is a great, it's a fantastic hockey player. And I, I make McDavid just number two. I'll tell you why McDavid or McKinnon should have won because I think two or three years ago, the reason that Taylor Hall won is because he had forty more points than the be- next best player on his team, and they made the playoffs. The same. No, if, not- if you use the same argument, McDavid or sorry, McKinnon actually did even better. He had fifty more points, and they made it to the playoffs as well. That's so, not the only reason why Taylor Hall won. Taylor Hall had a nasty year. Yeah, but he didn't have the most points in the league. Hundred percent. You can go. Back, you can back. You can go back. No, I, I, you know, I, I couldn't tell you. So I'm going to take your word for it that he didn't. But Taylor Hall had, had a great year, and uh, yes, I, like, I just, I just, I just, I think McKinnon had a great year as well. I'm a massive McKinnon fan. I took McKinnon this year in fantasy. I'm a huge McKinnon fan. But I just think Drysdale had, had a nasty season. I don't think you can take that away from him. 110 I'm points. Not, I'm, uh, 110 points. Season. I'm not taking it away from him. He's not the most valuable player to his team. That's how it is. This year he had 110 points in 71 games. If he played the full interview, he probably would end year, up with 130. You take, you take Dreisaitl off that team, they still have McDavid, McDavid. You take McKinnon off his team, Rantanen was hurt, and Landeskog was hurt. They had, you know, the second most uh, points on their team was a defenseman, Kale McCarr. So, uh, Mc, McDavid I'm was also saying. hurt. Just saying? Not, not for the whole season, though. Uh, Rantanen and McDavid and were out for most of it. Uh, Ranson was out for a long time. I also had him on my fantasy team. But uh, McDavid, McDavid missed games. Uh, and after that, the the Oilers have nothing. They don't have a Landis Gar. They don't have a Kale McCarr. They got nothing. Yeah, they have. They had McDavid for most of the year. They had. They, he was missing games, but they had him for for more than they had Ranson in. And I guarantee you, if Ranson and Landis Gar played those games, McKinnon wouldn't have led his team by fifty plus points. No, but what I'm saying is he did because they were out. And if you take yeah. Taylor Hall's MVP. And you use the same reasoning, McKinnon should have won by landslide because fucking Hart or for Taylor did. Okay, speaking, That's all I'm saying. Speaking of fantasy, just, um, let's <laughs> let's talk about our, <laughs> our like our best. It's, it's, it, he literally had 17 player. last points. That's just like that's it's not even close. <laughs> So uh, welcome back to Case and yeah, Punt. Now that Case and Slapshot is done. Okay, here we go. So we're going to talk about. Oh no! Okay. We're going to talk about. We're going to talk one. We're going to go around. We're going to do this a bit quicker because that that <laughs> went out of control. One surprise. Good. One surprise. I'm take admin away from Ryan. One surprise. Um, good. One surprise. Good fantasy player. <laughs> <laughs> one 
one surprise good fantasy players. So don't just pick your first overall pick because obviously they're probably a good player. Someone you got like in the third plus round who you didn't expect. He, he thought he was going to be a bench player, but he's actually stepped it up. And then one bust slash uh, big injury. Um, that... <laughs> really? Okay. Oh, it's so funny. On. I just trolling him so funny. And then what you're doing to... And how you're strategizing around um, the the loss of talent there. So uh, we'll go Keish first. Okay. Just um, way, I moved Brady out of the Discord, so he was talking to himself for a good. Yeah, I, I, I don't worry, Brady. I'll take care of that in a minute. Um, <laughs> oh my god! I'm the one so, talking to the pod. My draft was supposed to go perfectly and that was the plan uh that's everyone's plan of course but my my thing was i had the number one pick and i was taking christian mccaffrey panthers fan number one player in fantasy perfect storm of course i'm taking christian mccaffrey my next pick was going to be quarterback in the second third you know the turn of the second and the third but mitchell alcock had julio jones taken one pick before him he panicked took the first name that he recognized and that was patrick mahomes all of a sudden bj panics he was going to wait on quarterback BJ takes Lamar, and then Ian panics, and then Ian takes Russell Wilson, even though Ian said he was going to take a quarterback there, so I won't say he panicked, but he ended up being forced to take Russell Wilson. So I was relegated. (laughs) I was relegated. I took three running backs in the first three picks. I went Chris Carson, Jonathan Taylor, or no, no, I didn't. I went Chris Carson, Travis Kelsey, and Christian McCaffrey with my first three picks. And then at the turn, I was able to take, or at the, you know, the fourth and fifth, I was able to take Jonathan Taylor. And Jonathan Taylor ends up being my pick here. He was a rookie that I was super high on. I thought he was going to get a ton of carries week one. Didn't because Marlon Max still somehow managed to vulture some carries, even though, uh, you know, there was some good numbers recorded for, uh, uh, for Jonathan Taylor in week one. Still put up 11 fantasy points. 18 points in week two with 26 carries. That um, That is my pick for, for my uh, fantasy. What, a sleeper, Brady? Is that the word you used to describe it? Sure. Yeah, my, my fantasy uh, surprise. That's the one. <laughs> so it, it's Jonathan Taylor. And then obviously I can talk about Josh Allen, but I just spent a little bit of time talking about Josh Allen. Um, he, uh, he's been good for me too. What about uh, what about you, Brady? What do you got for me? Uh, so my my sleeper. Uh, so I I I went this year. I said I'm not going to draft the quarterback until like one of the last picks. I wanted to fill up on receivers and running backs since I think they're more valuable. And then I got to the end. I'm like, oh crap! There's like no quarterbacks. So I took a uh, Teddy and Teddy Bridgewater and Gardner Minshew. And um, surprisingly, Gardner Minshew's had a really good first couple weeks he's ranked number 11 with an average points of 26.7 he has six touchdowns in his first two games so um he's my starter right now he's he's a good solid quarterback and um i think this will fade out soon just like last year but for the time being he's um he's doing really well for whatever the 12th round pick he was and then my bust um Probably Gronkowski so far. I thought he'd be more involved in the passing, but so far he's been a pure, um, he's just been an extra offensive lineman. He's actually played in 80% of offensive snaps. So it's not like he's like riding the bench, but um, he's been, he's been like the lead blocker on power runs, like every single 
every single run play. So uh, he's been super effective. It's just there's no uh, fantasy points for for blocks. So um, sorry, was, I, was I supposed to do a bust as well? Yeah. Oh, or or um, in, you're, you're supposed to say you know who for it's bust slash big injury, and then how how yeah. you dealing with that? Okay. So, uh, yeah, my big injury, obviously, I'll, I'll I'll go over it really quick. Paris Campbell, he's on IR now, so that's um that's my big one. Aiden, what do you got? What's your team name, Keish? Oh, I'm the good Christian boys. <laughs> oh, who's that? Christian McCaffrey. Oh, okay. What happened to him? Uh, something happened to Christian McCaffrey. <laughs> yeah, he's, he's that was like literally like a kindergarten teacher, like having to <laughs> coax along their students. <laughs> slowly, slowly spell it all the way out. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Uh, Aiden, what do you got for your fan? Uh, Christian McCaffrey's out four to six weeks. He'll probably be back sooner and be better than ever. But Aiden, what do you got? I haven't finished mine yet. I have to do my other player. All right, Aiden, what do you got here? Brady, what do you finish Brady, up? finish. Finish up. Okay. Get out of here. <laughs> because I, because, because you have to see it. I want to, you to talk about um, Brady. Brady, literally no one, literally no one cares. Yeah, try it. Try it, uh, <laughs> Matthews. So do it. Because Gronk is not doing well. Put it me back right now. I put Noah. I put Noah Fanta in, and he's been great. And I'm picking up the guy in the Titans. So um. that's awesome. That's really good for you, Brady. I'm, I'm glad you. Number one. Glad you added that to the conversation. Um, that was part of the question. So my number one. Uh, so as in a guy that like my my boom player. Um, <laughs> I, so I think yeah. that. That doesn't even sound dirty. Who sounds my, dirty? My that is funny boomer. the way you said it. Okay. Um, <laughs> so, anyways, uh, the guy that I thought I was taking, I was taking a big risk on this guy when I drafted him in like literally the eighth round. Um, Cam Newton. I I think a lot of us in this chat thought he was going to be good. Or sorry, a lot of us, like all four of us on the podcast, thought he was going to be really good this season. Um, I really decided to put my money where my mouth is with this season, picked him for my fantasy team. And the backup that I picked was Drew Locke, who's obviously out now, but I wasn't intending for Drew Locke to even start at all. I was just thinking, man, if Drew Locke turns out to be a top 10 quarterback, I have my backup for the bye week. But um, Cam Newton's the number four quarterback in fantasy right now. So it worked out. Well, so I'll say this as of now, it's working out very well for me. Um, so I'm very glad I decided to wait and pick him up. Um, as for a bust player, it's, it's a little hard. Um, I don't have any injuries at this point in time. Um, or I shouldn't say any big injuries because like Deontay Johnson's questionable drew lock is out, but really for bust player, I would say like, it has to be Mark Ingram, but the biggest issue is like, he wasn't really a bust. It was kind of, I took the best running back in a crappy situation for the draft at that point um like i had to pick him because my depth at running back is already so terrible well i ended up scooping montgomery but um my depth at running back on my team is pretty atrocious so i really had to pick him up and uh, i was hoping that i could get like maybe three good weeks out of him last week he put up 15 points um but that was like solely based off of one run so he's really not getting the volume that I was hoping he would be getting um, this early in the season. So it's a little bit disappointing, um, but 
I mean, we we move well, forward. Hopefully, he continues to disappoint because I'm playing you next this week. What do you got for uh, what do you got for? Wait, no, did you say your bust? Yep, Mark Ingram. Yes. Bust on me. That's right. All right, That's and the non-admin disgusting. in our chat, bad boy. What do you got for us? Um, so my kind of sleeper pick is right now it's AJ Green, just because I don't know how it's gonna go. Honestly, he obviously has the talent and he used to be super good but it's been two years um and he's getting a ton of receptions and i feel like it's kind of just a a little bit of time it's going to take a little time for him and burrow to click and then once it does it's going to be like fire right so uh i think he's probably my sleeper pick my bust pick um it's a little hard to say right now because a lot of my players are injured but um i'd have to say kittle because he was the number two tight end last year and in his first game he got like not very many points, and then he was hurt. So it's not really his fault for being a bust just yet, but it has to be him so far. My boom players, I'll just put them together. Uh, Aaron Jones and Devontae Adams, because they're Aaron Jones' is number one running back right now, and Devontae's number two wide receiver. Um, so just quickly, that's why that's why they have to be my boom players, I guess. Um, Did you know? I guess my entire team is injured, really, because Devontae's injured, Raheem Mostert's injured, Kittle's injured. It's a mess. Did you know that Jordan Reed has seven games with multiple receiving touchdowns from 2015 to 2017, and George Kittle has zero in his whole career? Wow. Jordan Reed also had two on Sunday. So, hmm. fun fact, mm. tight ends don't matter. Nope. Hmm. Yes. Hmm. Remember that, Aiden? Tight ends don't matter. No, yes. Yes. Tight end lives uh. matter. <laughs> I, I have a okay yeah uh, what's up brady are we is that everybody i think so yeah all right last last football thing of the day before we head into a new segment uh we're gonna uh, we did our award predictions last episode and we're gonna do our super bowl predictions now um we do have two weeks of knowledge under us but um so that might influence a little bit but still very early so any pick is um is still fair game so, um, Ryan, who's your Super Bowl prediction for this year? So, matchup and then winner. Uh, well, this, this is, I think the NFC is um, going to be the Seahawks. Um, but the AFC is a little bit tougher. I could see Baltimore or KC going. I'm going to pick KC because their team really only got better. And I think their defense, like, I know that they had a close game against uh, the Chargers, but I think they'll, they'll really tighten up. So, I think it's going to be KC. And the Seahawks, and I think uh, I think the Seahawks are going to win. Oh, pick nice. me, pick me, pick me, pick me. Love a love a team that can tighten up. Um, Keish, next, you're up next. Um, I'm going with the uh, with the exact same Super Bowl, different result. I'm saying Kansas City can repeat. There's no reason they don't. They have the exact same team, but it only gets better with their DBs, and you know players are staying healthy right now, so that's what you need. Uh, it's so hard to pick against Patrick Mahomes, so I'm seeing I'm saying they beat the Seahawks, and it'll be a 38 to 20 to 18 game in the in the uh, Super Bowl. Oh wow! Score prediction, um, everything to keep it the same. Um, although I, I Aiden's Aiden's choice is very. Um, wait, 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 close. Wait, I want to hear Aiden's mine. first. No, I'm because yeah. I'm the same as yours, so let's keep oh. his last. But Aiden's choice is very close behind uh, mine, but this is the one I've had since the beginning. Uh, Seattle and KC, but I'm, um, I'm just to not pick Kansas City. I'll pick Seattle. I know they look like ass versus the Patriots, but um, I think they'll tighten up. 
um like the like the other guy said about whatever and then um i think because russ is just playing out of his mind so oh yeah okay uh, the rust to dk <laughs> connection is is kind of insane right now yeah but like also like tyler Lockett's still a threat aiden what do you got well you can um, you can come uh, hopefully you have something different and then you can talk about the freaking kc seattle super bowl three of uh four case and punt members i predicted yeah so you know what i'll i'll go into mine and then i'll give my my two cents on yours so obviously i think i honestly think arizona has a great shot at winning it this year um I think they've got an amazing team uh, built around them. And I mean, personally, I'm a big Isaiah Simmons fan, although he hasn't produced the way that um, I saw thus far in the season. Um, I think it would be sick to get him get a Super Bowl in his first season. I mean, Kyler, if he gets a Super Bowl, um, he'll just be proving even more that he deserved to win Rookie of the Year last year. Um, But like with regards to what you guys were saying with your Super Bowls, I think it was a really good point to look at those two teams going that far into the season potentially going to the Super Bowl I don't know if I'd go that way around what the fuck Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Tank for Trevor Watch. We are cutting live to Rob Robertson from Verdansk, Castovia, to update us with who is winning the race for star Clemson quarterback Trevor Lawrence in next year's draft. Rob, what you got for us? Yeah, hi, guys. Uh, Rob Robertson here uh, coming to you live from Castovia. Um, I think it's going to be the Jets this year, and back to you guys. Thank you, Rob. Uh, Jets are going to get Trevor next year. So... That wraps up the football talk today. Um, I understand we have a new segment with um, Ryan Matthews. Uh, what's this yes. new segment called? Um, I've named it "Am I Cap'n." Um, basically, what I'm gonna I'm gonna say I'm gonna say three statements or three facts, if you will, um, and I'm gonna have <laughs> to ask you guys if you think I'm lying or if you think the fact is the truth. Um, and then kind of didn't even use the didn't even use the segment name in the in the explanation but that's cool that's fine don't worry about it well some people might not know what cap means we got some adult listeners then brady that's cap okay that's we use it in a sentence there there you go mr bailey all right um (laughs) let's hear let's hear these statements okay so i have three for you Uh, i'm gonna ask you guys you're gonna tell me and then kind of just your reasoning why or you can Uh, um, think amongst yourselves i'll have a winner Sure. Yes. Um, is it okay, yeah, so is this a game show? Or are we competing? Yeah. Yeah. Is competing. A competition. All right. All right. Ryan, keep track of points. Okay. Uh so my first one is Johnny Cash once got into a fist fight with Colonel Sanders over a sporting event. That's facts. I, I think that's, that's true facts. as well. I think that's true as well. Uh yeah, that, that sounds right. That sounds about right. Uh sounds about white. That's sounds cool. about let me, yeah you just let me no just cap. set up a little thing here to keep track what is no cap <laughs> how is no cap <laughs> who is so, no cap <laughs> oh i guess that's we we can't Am say sounds I true cabin. we have to we have to say like cap or no cap yeah 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 and no it's cap, 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 cap or facts no i think that's facts okay. one by one tell me i didn't hear what you guys said we it's all no, said no cap yeah no, no cap, cap. Okay. 
uh can do you guys have is there any reasoning why or is it just pure guess that is two <laughs> random as, people doing a random thing that is way too random just to be that for you to like come up with as brady uh, said sounds about white so <laughs> <laughs> i couldn't say that yeah 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 okay well you were all wrong because i was capping Oh, you, 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 you silly guy. Now. Absolute cap artist. Wow. Was, was <laughs> it based off a real thing or did you just make it up off the dome? It is a commonly thought fact, which is actually false. Oh, I don't okay. know why. Okay. It just is. That's a cool <laughs> common, very commonly thought. I actually think about that on a daily basis. If you know me well. Get that. I, I was just think about thinking about Johnny Cash and Colonel <laughs> Sanders fighting at a sporting event i was just thinking about that he, I mean, he really not, right? well, he, he really put well. he really put Have the colonel in that ring of fire anyways mm. go ahead all right number two um the second friday <laughs> for you is the spotted hyena has a stronger bite force than a lion hmm. i'm gonna say that's cap that's a cap a lion jeez and a lion a hyena like they have they, to, they have to tear stuff and stuff. They just laugh, right? Yeah. To be fair, they both tear stuff, Brady. Yeah, but like hyenas are like scavengers. I don't know. Um, then a lion. Oh, Akish, what's your answer? I think that's I think that's no cap. I think I think a hyena has a stronger bite than a lion. I might I look think... like an idiot. Go ahead, Akish. Fish. No, that's it. I might look like an idiot. <laughs> I think. Go, yeah, I say no cap as well. I think Ryan's lying. I think he's capping. I am not capping. The spotted Let's hyena go. has Damn it. by force than a lion. Let's go. That's, that's the truth. Rack it up. Apparently, the hyena spends more time hunting than it does scavenging. So they are scavengers, but they hunt as well. Huh. Yeah, there you go. Interesting. So Ryan, Ryan and his animal facts. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, um, my last fact I have for you guys is this one: Buzz Aldrin left a pen on the moon after his first visit. Eugene Cernan, the last moonwalker, found it, and it still worked. That's a cap. Uh, can you repeat? I you cut out for me. Was it he left a pen on the moon, and then they found it, and it still worked, or something? Correct. Yes. That's okay. a cap. Um, I feel like it's going to be something stupid. Like he found it, but it didn't work. Oh. Uh, I don't even know if he did that. I was, I'll, I'll say cap. And Keith? I don't. I don't believe in the moon. True landing. True. Oh. Uh, but you're okay. So you. <laughs> you I don't think you're. The moon exists. You're thinking <laughs> no, of the wrong. No. You're thinking of the Dude. wrong moon landing, though. The conspiracy. Whoa. You're telling me. I had a moon landing last night. If you know what I mean. Okay. Well, <laughs> I I don't. I don't Are either. You? I don't even know what that would mean. <laughs> Well, Thomas, tell us in the comments below. Leave it in the comments <laughs> below. Um, yeah, send it to Brady's Instagram. What 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 that can mean? Um, I'm gonna oh, say wow. that is <laughs> not cap. I'm I'm going no cap. Okay, Stop that was a massive cap. Yes, oh, let's go. Brady got it right, and Brady got it right, which means Brady is the winner Ooh. with two points. I redeem my Jeopardy self, my Jeopardy game. Brady gets a gets yes. a. I was gonna say a crown. He gets a cap. I get a cap for he myself. Gets cap. I'm the defending champ until next time. That's a good seg, seggy there. Yeah, I'm. I'm a fan yeah. of that one. 
Ooh. I am as well. No cap. No cap. Wait, right. wait. So, so that was that, okay. That was just all cap. Love that. Um. Cool. Cool. Well, do we do we have uh clothing? Do we have clothing, anything else you want to go into? Clothing thoughts. No, cool. I think I think we are good to wrap this one up. I think our viewers have had enough of us for today. We're gonna go stream Among Us, which has been a game that's been fun. Yes, that is true. Um, we would have already streamed it at this time, but uh, hopefully, like if you guys are listening to this, please come check us out on Twitch. We haven't streamed in a while. We're gonna start getting back into it, uh, especially with that's the new cool, consoles. Baby. Especially with the new consoles coming out in November, uh, we're gonna try to get into it heavy with those. So we can uh, get some nice gameplay for you guys with the new Warzone updates. Uh, Among Us, obviously. Uh, try to do some more mainstream games, as well as some hidden gems. You're going to be playing walk. Bejeweled? <laughs> Damn it, Bejeweled Keish. Blitz. It was supposed to be a surprise. As, I'm, playing, a... I'm playing Temple Run. Uh, I have <laughs> another cap. Uh, a question for y'all. Aiden is the two-time reigning champ at Bejeweled in the Bejeweled Finals. Global. That's no facts. That, that's facts. That's, no cap. that's a cap and a yeah. half because I've never played Bejeweled in my life. You've never played Bejeweled? Bejeweled is sick. I have, never, I have legitimately never played Bejeweled in my life. You should. I'll download it right now on your phone. I didn't, I didn't ask you to download it on your phone. Um, Show me going. I'm coming. Hey, I, hey, I do. Guys, I think we're... Yeah, go ahead. Go ahead, Aiden. No, no you go you, ahead. No, you, Aiden. I, no, I was you. just going to say, I think we're all good to wrap up, but Keyshan has something to add, so. I I, 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 I want to talk about one golf shot that I had just, just really quickly, oh, if that's okay. okay with Brady. Yeah. Okay, Aiden was there, and he can attest to this. 290 yard, par four, from the Blues. We were playing this really shitty course in Caledon. Um... I took out driver because I'm like, all right, I'll get, I'll get it halfway there because you know I'm, I'm a weak, weak little kid and I don't hit my driver too far. Weak little baby, little baby. Little I weak Ryan two ninety one, and I put my driver over the green. I was on the back fringe. I will say that's cap. Uh, Aiden, were you on the back? Okay, so here's oh, what I'll fuck. say. Oh, wow. No, 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 no. Before this before you get before you get upset at me, I remember it being an amazingly nice shot. Like it was perfectly straight, right where you wanted it. I didn't think it. I didn't. I like. I don't remember it if it was off the back though. I thought it was just Aiden, that was the other the green. one. That was the one where I took my. That was the other one I took my second shot, and just because I need to fix my drive, and I oh. bombed it, hit it about hit it about five yards short. It was hole nine. It was at the turn oh. when you watch a wedge. Oh no, no, not hole nine. Not hole nine. Hole nine I sucked at. Um it, it was on the front nine. I yeah, two ninety one, par four, bomb the green. I got a I got a big bounce. Like my drive's only probably about two sixty, so I got like a good bounce, but ended up putting it just off the back. So I was very happy with that. Oh, you know what? Okay, I, I think I do remember that. Um Yeah, no, I okay, I I can attest to that. Uh you know what? It was hole eight. It was actually when you lost your wedge. Mm -hmm. Anyways, okay. Um, all right, Brady, hit us with the sign off. Nobody cares about golf, Brady. I always say that, Ryan. Brady, you want to hit us with the sign off or throw it over to somebody else? Whatever you want to do here. Throw it back. I threw it back last time. I think. Okay, don't throw it back then. I don't know. Or maybe I didn't. I don't know. I think Could you throw it back for us two times. Throw it back one time. Okay. Um, <laughs> may your punts be high down, down to the ten. See you, boys and girls. Go Bucks.